Good afternoon. Hi, my name is Ann McNeil and I am the master wealth builder, helping to build stronger and better lives and businesses. And thanking you for joining us on another episode of hashtag my investing story. As a volunteer with Better Investing, I am very excited every week to come before you again with my co-host Iona McNeil and share another awesome story. But let's talk about better investing for a second. Better investing is a 501c3 not-for-profit organization that has helped over 5 million, yes, over 5 million individuals learn how to invest with simple, simple, simple now, right? Uh, educational tools, but 5 million individuals learning to improve their financial future. We provide unbiased investment education by providing powerful online stock analysis tools to create long life, long-term, long-lasting education information. And so with that thought in mind, we wanna welcome a special guest today uh, for our hashtag My Investing Story, Ms. Michelle Strauder. And Michelle is a very interesting individual. You're going to hear her story, but just to tell you a little bit about her, uh, her, her background, uh, she's originally from Guyana, South America, and has lived in the U.S. for over 30 years. I told her before the program started, she looks like a teenager, but you can you can see that beautiful smile she has on her face. She was raised in the Bronx, New York, and she attended college in upstate New York in the village of Geneseo. Geneseo. Geneseo, thank you. And she has worked in nonprofit and public education field for over the last 18 years. And so with that, we're gonna to welcome to the program also my co-host, Miss Ioni, I should say the phenomenal baby billionaire, Miss Ioni McNeil. Good evening, Ioni, how are you tonight? Good evening, I'm well, thank you. Thank you. So I'm excited uh, to have Michelle Strider on. Uh, this is our first time really having the opportunity to talk in depth uh, about her investment journey. And um, just wanna remind people that uh, we, we have a, a diverse array of guests that come on, specifically individuals and investment clubs. And a lot of times it's not always about um, um, the 20, 30 years of investment experience already, but we also like to feature those who are just starting their journey because I think that that story is a little bit more um, powerful uh, to help encourage other people who are at the beginning as well. So with that being said, um, Ms. Strouder, can you talk to us a little bit about how you found out about the CLIMB Summer Stock Market Program and why you chose to be an adult advisor. So um, my brother-in-law introduced me or connected me to Bob Wynn and I've joined his listservs and I participated in listening to a few of these in the past. And so being on the listserv, the information came out. 
about um, the program and I read through it and I was like, oh, well, this is interesting. It'll be a great way for me to learn as well and, you know, help out with the, the kids. I don't have um, any kids that I could have signed up in my own. So I just volunteered. And so I got paired with a group of um, boys, some in Philly, one in Maryland, and then another in Brooklyn. So um, that's kind of how I got into it, just wanting to learn more and then want to be a resource and then a volunteer. Definitely. And now I know that you were, uh, actually, you ended up being the sole adult advisor for the Northeast team. Um, talk to us about well, we already know your willingness to work with kids you didn't know. So again, thank you for that. But talk to us a little bit about kind of, you know, as soon as you got started, uh, as soon as uh, the portfolio became available to start investing, um, what was the experience like watching the videos with the boys, meeting with the boys, listening to their conversation? Uh, because you were actually leading, I mean, in addition to the, the boys having their own portfolio, you as an adult advisor had your own portfolio of $100,000 and you were leading the adult advisor pack what? for like <laughs> eight weeks straight, you know? So talk to us a little bit about, um, you know, those first few weeks of getting to know them and engaging in the material and how that experience went for you. So I ended up lucking out because um, initially I was the only one, but the two of the boys that were in the program had, um, I guess, kind of a mentor in their state that was helping out and he got thrown in at the last minute, but it was great that his boss threw him in at the last minute because he had a lot of great, um, experience and knowledge. So like the first week it was just trying to get a hold of everybody, um, and organizing and trying to get us on that first Zoom call. So once we got that done, it was very helpful having the, um, the instructor guide and being able to go through that. So the, like the first meeting was kind of like a feeling out. We had them, I had them introduce themselves cause it was just us and saying where they were. Uh, and then I was actually kind of blown away cause one of the young men had already had his own portfolio, actually. Um, he has an investment account that he's been already doing it for at least over a year. And one other had some experience in it as well, so we could pull from that. And even though um, some of them had portfolios going, there were still things from the videos that we learned from each week. So it was great to share our knowledge. And then when Chris joined on, he actually does um, financial education for folks in his line of work as well. And he's a teacher as well. So he brought a really great layer to it of asking good leading questions as follow-ups to the video. So we really formed a really good partnership in how to navigate it. You know, you work through the kinks of, um, my mic doesn't work. Okay, type in the chat then. Or, uh, you know, if they didn't want to be on video or couldn't be on video. We just worked through all of those things. But overall, like they were, they were willing to participate and they were willing to share their experiences. So it turned out to be a really great experience, I think, for both them and us as the adults in it. Um, I think, and then for me, uh, so I've been tinkering around with um, 
on Robinhood, doing my own investments before being a part of this. So when I had the opportunity to have a big pool of fake money, I just kind of all the things that I couldn't afford to invest in in my in my uh, real life, I just dove head in and in it in um in doing this, and so that's what initially led to some of my success. And now I'm like kicking myself in the butt because I should have put more into Chipotle because Chipotle, when I got it, was um, like 1300 a share. And then over the summer, it skyrocketed. And it was like the biggest stock that gave me the most gain in it. And I was like, I should have put more in it at the beginning. But it was a good learning experience. Excellent. Now, let me ask you something specific uh, because you, again, you were on the leaderboard very early on, um, how long did it take you to invest the majority of that money? For me and my personal one, it was kind of right away within the first two or three weeks. Again, like I'd already had a list of your, your watch list, my watch list. If I ever came into a windfall. So I had, a. Um, I already had a list working from, from that, that I kind of just jumped right in. Um, I mean, that's kind of my nature. You said it, um, yesterday that, that if you'd hinted on, and I think maybe we missed it, but intuitively for me, like if I do something, I get right into it. So that's why for my portfolio, I immediately started trying to invest the stocks without knowing that that was the exact right strategy. Um, and I think with the boys, we tried to get them to, we kept saying that from, we, you know, we're going to run out of time. We got to, it's not going to make us any money if it's sitting there. So you guys got to decide which stocks and how much. They were very conservative. <laughs> and it's like, to an extent, we wanted them to understand, you know, diversify your stuff and um, be really pragmatic and critically think about what you want to invest in. I was like, these are all the right tools and you wanna look at great long-term investments when you do this for real. But for the purposes of the game, if we wanna win, we gotta get going because we only have so much time. So that's kind of how it worked for me. I think you hit it right on the head. Uh, earlier today, I was listening to a podcast um, that featured an author, uh, James Clear, who wrote the book, Atomic Habits. And at the end of the interview, he said, don't rush, but don't wait. <laughs> you know, you, 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 it, and I think it was, um, you know, it was very apropos because in, when we're talking about investing, everybody wants to do it, but when you have the opportunity to do it, a lot of other things come up and in mm-hmm. as much as you're researching and oh, I need to find out more, oh, I need to know more. Um, it's good not to just rush into things, you know, without, without preparation, but it can also be detrimental mm-hmm. to wait until you feel like you've mastered everything. And so um, I thought that don't rush, uh, but don't wait uh, kind of um, advice was, uh, again, very apropos because you know, this can be very um, unfamiliar territory. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's also why I, I love Better Investing because as a community, you know, you are around people that are continuously learning how to be the best long-term investor. Right. 
um, and really um, understanding the difference between investing and trading. So um, one other question I want to ask you about uh, this CLIMB Summer Stock Market Experience Program that you participated in. Um, could you talk to us a little bit about the evolution that you observed with the boys you worked with? You know, like you said, one of them already had their own stock portfolio, but I'm sure others did not. Um, what was the thing that you, that maybe some aha moments or some, some points of reckoning that you observed over the 10 weeks of working with them as, the, as, as you all participated in the program? Mm. I think towards the end, it was, they weren't in the don't rush portion of it. They were slow to start, but as we got to the middle and towards the end, they got very focused on, winning <laughs> so then they got more um focused on figuring out strategies and they just kept bringing different stocks to it and i think one of the advisors shared yesterday um that you know they would bring things that weren't publicly traded or it might not even be u.s stocks so it was fun to discover that and figure out well okay or figuring out that um you know i remember when i was in school learning about monopolies are bad but then they're different they'll list all these different products and they're like oh it's all under disney or it's all under this one anyway so we already have the stock um so just seeing that was is something that i would say that to see them grow more competitive over time with it um again i think a lot of them had a lot of great knowledge base already um, in terms of a lot, you know, what a stock is and how to go about investing, but some of the other little nuances about PE ratio and bonds and those kinds of things, those were new little tidbits that they picked up along the way. But they definitely have the understanding of investing is important. Um, it's a long-term thing. And the more you do over time, the better off you'll be. So it's good to see that they had that and it kind of, it's it's very much instilled in them so that's why i think some of the times they didn't want to take as many risks and we're like it's a game though it's not real money <laughs> but um that that part at least we felt good about in terms of okay man they're not going to go out and make any crazy decisions and dump all their money into one thing and lose it because they got that idea yeah and i, I i'm glad you raised that point because it actually also makes me think about how sometimes we construe um, being conservative with not taking action. Mm. You know, um, I think it's um, sometimes people don't realize that even as a long-term investor, you, you have to give your chance, um, you have to give your money a chance to be invested in for the long-term. If you keep waiting to invest the money, mm -hmm. it will take you a longer time to be a long-term investor. And so I think it's interesting for, for them to hesitate um, to make that investment decision because it's not to say that they had to be trading, but I think what was at the deeper root was that they were afraid to even invest the money, you know, which is... Um, contrary to what you did in your own portfolio, which is, oh, I have this money, I'm prepared, I have my, my watch list, 
let me invest it. And the results spoke for themselves because you were able to gain so much more percentage return on your investment because you were actually invested for eight weeks, nine weeks. You know, most of the participants, because of, um, I don't want to say inability to make the decision, but again, just being scared to even mm -hmm. invest the money, um, you're, you're getting a small return because your money's only invested for five weeks, four weeks, the last week, you, <laughs> you think you're going to catch up in the last week. And uh, funny enough, I, I do think that that is a microcosm of how we end up living our financial lives. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the fourth quarter right of our working life that we want to, oh, I only have such and such time left. Let me invest all this, <laughs> you know, yeah. or let me get serious about um, growing my money for retirement when really, uh, if you had started earlier, you, you know, you, you could have been less risky, but you made the decision earlier. So anyway, um, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Cause I really wanted to jump into that experience first, um, you know, just so that uh, the public is aware of the climb summer stock market, pro summer, pro summer stock market program that we just hosted and how regular people were able to learn alongside the youth by mm -hmm. volunteering to be adult advisors. So uh, with that part of your story covered, I wanna take you back to uh, Guyana, uh, where you're from. And could you talk to us a little bit about um, how you grew up and your relationship with money in, in the household? Um, I don't know what age you came to America, um, but I am interested, you know, to know um, your experience, money, experiences with money then, and then also when you came to America, because, uh, mm -hmm. you know, the, the immigrant and money story is, is a very interesting one. Yeah. So I came when I was seven. Um, so most of my real growing up was in the Bronx. Um, in terms of money, uh, I mean, my mom worked two jobs, my dad worked two jobs, um, so like we didn't have conversations about investing. It was get your education, um, get a good job, save your money when you can and those kinds of things. But that's the extent of it. Even like, I don't know, writing checks or, you know, what to look for when you do get your first paycheck, any of that kind of stuff in terms of money was never really a conversation. I think overall, my mother always said, make sure you always have your own money. So if that means, I mean, I, I tell, I've been working since I was 14, because the minute I was eligible to work, I had a summer job so that I would have my own money, as my mother would say. And she, you know, if you're going out with your friends, which I wasn't really allowed to do that much, but she said later on in life, um, you know, always have Bex money is what we say. Like, so if you go out and something doesn't go right, make sure you have money in your pocket to get you home. That was the extent of any kind of money advice that I um, really got from my parents or from my upbringing. I think things I just kind of picked up along the way from people, how to write a check, make sure you, you know, don't get too much into credit card debt. And I probably did that learning it the hard way by getting into credit card debt. Um, and 
I think like we all knew about the stock market and what it was about. Um, Cause it, growing up in the Bronx and in New York, I think we, you know, we visited the New York stock exchange. It's like always or, in the background. Right. It's always in the background, but you're never given a guide of how to navigate it and what it actually takes to be a part of it. Um, I had like a, the high school that I went to was a, a diverse high school. It was an application school. So there were kids from across the five boroughs going there. So other classmates had parents that were investment bankers and things like that but again you don't have deep conversations to really learn and understand what that all entails and what it looks like and to be honest I think outside of like oh your 401k and I think I remember my dad saying that his he would go in and change some of his stuff um, but then some of those crashes, I remember he lost money with it. Now that I'm talking about it, like I'm remembering some of the stuff. So there's, there was that and there's like, okay, so, and then knowing that your job, whatever job you had, had, um, those retirement plans and how those work was that someone was investing the money for you. And you can look, I, at least I would look at the end of the year to see how much I was like, oh, that ain't no money. <laughs> I kept it moving <laughs> on to the next work shift. And, and that was it. And I think for where I'm at now, it's, we're just, <laughs> we're tired of working and not seeing like the full returns of it. And, you know, you hear a lot more conversations about it. Like I remember before Robin Hood came out, I heard a talk and Jay-Z was talking about he's investing in that. So I'm like, oh, Jay-Z's investing in this. So took heed listening. So when it finally launched and, you know, more people started talking about it that I started looking into it. And then when your circles of conversation start changing and you hear different things from different people, well, so-and-so is an early investor in this and this and that and the third. And so you, your interest starts peaking more and then you have different conversations in your friend groups. And then, so last Christmas, we had a Christmas brunch and afterwards we're all hanging around talking and we're like, we're just tired. 2020 was a hard year it made a lot of people reflect on a bunch of different things and where we're at in life. And then, you know, um, for my friend group, we were turning 40 and it was like, we still have to work for 25 more years and we have to figure out, and they're always talking about how social security is gonna disappear. So we're all just like, so what is it that we're really gonna do to secure a future for us? And some of them have kids and what are we really gonna do to secure our future for, your kids, what does that really look like? And so the conversation led to all these different groups of people pool their money together. They work collectively, you know, they're sharing resources. And we as a community of black and brown people are not really doing that in a, a, a more specific way, either as larger communities or even like individually in, in our friend groups. So that's kind of how the whole conversation started. And we were like, all right, so we need to figure out for the rest of 2020. Um, how is it is where that? to go? Yeah, where to go. So that's how the conversation, that's where we're at now. 
I'm, I'm so glad that you shared all of that and really took us there because, you know, the, and I, we say it every week, so people do hear, hear it every week, you know, you're probably going to know what I'm going to say, but better investing is the best kept secret, period, bar none. And uh, the reason my mom and I do this show is because that awakening that has happened, you know, like you said, within pop culture, within 2020 and, you know, uh, the dichotomy between record job losses and record stock market highs. And, and then also these, like you said, socially, we're having so many changing conversations. I mean, so many people right now are in the market for fear of missing out. Yes. And so I want to ask you, you know, the conversations that you were having, the, the brunch, uh, Christmas brunch with your friends, uh, what did you then start to do a little differently to connect to those sources? Because uh, I think, too, we sometimes have an ide idealized view of the other, mm -hmm. you know, when we don't know, we're like, oh, they know, they're sharing. Um, but, you know, how have you taken action just from that, that moment um, to kind of get into the right spaces to start to learn this stuff on your own? Mm -hmm. Or so, even also within your group? Yeah, so it was being a part of listening to Better Investing, this program, that was part of the other motivation to do the stock market game. I've definitely started listening to a bunch of different podcasts, um, millennial investing. Um, my husband is super YouTube, so <laughs> he's always pulling up something on that. Uh, and then asking, I think also like a lot of times people always have a, you don't talk about money, politics and religion, but so now in certain, you ask the questions about money. So anyone in my circle that I know is doing well, I'm like, all right, so I have these questions. We're thinking about doing this. What are the resources you can point me into the direction? So it's now it's about not being afraid to ask people because what's the worst they're gonna say, I don't wanna tell you. Um, so those are kind of the things that I'm doing is just keeping an eye open and actively looking for opportunities to learn more and be involved more because I think um, the more you put it out there, the more it'll be attracted to you. And you're know, just trying to be a sponge and soak up as much information. But I'm also, you know, still doing my Robin Hood thing. And then we're trying to figure out how to get this group more mobilized into um, the collective investment. So Got it. Um, one other question, just tracking back um, to where you are now and, and what's probably the number one, if not top two things that you learned from that summer stock market experience program? Because, you know, now that we know where your mental uh, mental state was in terms of being prepared, uh, being ripe for this opportunity. 
managing a $100,000 portfolio for the past 10 weeks has given you what? Uh, the conviction to keep going because um, you're not going to know everything in the 10-week period. So it's definitely um, the motivation to keep going, especially since when I started, I was like, these kids are 16 and 13 and they already have portfolios and here you are at 40 only now starting. So it's now it's like a drive because I'm like, now I feel like I got to catch up <laughs> to them. And then also be making sure that any younger kids in my other spheres of influence is like, cause like, I mean, my godson is too young now. I have two of them, they're too young right now but setting myself already in the mentality, you got to set them up to be, you know, in that mind frame too, as soon as they're uh, old enough to understand the concepts. So I think that's a, the, the number one thing is the, the motivation to keep going. And even if you don't know, just keep going until you figure it out. And it, it's very much in the vein of uh, don't rush, but don't wait. Like, because right now for me, especially time is of the essence, but mm -hmm. you got to figure it out as well, too. And what was something that surprised you in participating in that experience? Mm -hmm. I think I have one, but I, I, I want to hear, hear what you think. Um, I would think other than the kids surprising me along the way, for me, it's just I was surprised by some of the other things that I didn't know, um, particularly about bonds. And I think I remember someone gave me a savings bond when I was in middle school. And for the life of me, I was like, what did I do with it? It's probably could have been worth a lot of money right now. But um, just I think that would be one of the things that surprised me other than just the knowledge that the kids had already. One thing that I, I thought of was, were you surprised at how right you were by taking action? Um, no, I don't think I was surprised by it. But you came <laughs> in expecting the win. Oh, I mean, that's my, that, that, that's how I go through. <laughs> We're going to play a game. <laughs> I'm okay. ready to play to win okay. at all times. Okay. That was a I lost right at the last minute. That's how, I'm, that's how I said I'm kicking myself in the butt because I should have, I could have dumped more into Chipotle and it would have really made me. <laughs> First place, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I just had to ask because, um, you know, I think that there are sometimes so many unexpected moments that end up being uh, pleasurable delights. Mm -hmm. Think back on it. And, and when I first participated in the program, the pilot program last year, um, I had never managed that much money at one time from a cash perspective mm -hmm. and needing to make decisions. And, um, you know, despite uh, my ongoing competition with Bob, I said, you know what, I'm going to test out the better investing um, methodology and I'm just going to buy and hold. Like I'm going to invest early all the money and then not touch it again until the end. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it was, it was I, I didn't expect to 
gain a certain level of portfolio management confidence, but um, it really helped because maybe about six months after that, when I had to roll over my Roth 401k, you know, from my old employer to Mm -hmm. self-manage it, I didn't realize like, oh, I just had that experience. So now I'm sitting with, yes. Excuse me, real money that time, right? I just want to make sure that audience- Oh yeah, real real money. talking about real money. (laughs) Yeah, real money. Okay, just wanted to interject. Yeah, no, not real money. And it's funny, I mean, I I didn't think the conversation was going to go here, but today I checked and, you know, I rolled over 116,000 in January. And um, from my Roth 401k, and then I had a traditional 401k, uh, which was my employer match up until that time of of 13,000. And so that combined plus a $6,000 2020 contribution, a $6,000 2021 contribution. So I started with, I think, 140, you know, somewhere 140, 142. Um, But because of that experience as an adult advisor and having managed that, now, again, I'm I'm starting from scratch, cash. And I'm like, oh, that's right, I did this. Let me do it again. And, um, And ended up investing everything. And of course, I mean, you, you don't even have to be the best to, to make a lot of money in this kind of market. Um, but yeah, I've been able to get, get returns, but I, I can solely contribute that level of confidence to participating as an adult advisor in the, um, the summer stock market experience. Cause I mean, who's ever in, invested a hundred thousand dollars cash, right. you know, and to have 10 weeks to do something about it. And I mean, I feel like if you take it seriously, you know, you really can't challenge yourself to test, like exactly what you said, test your theories, test what you know. Mm-hmm. So yes, Miss Ann. I just want to make sure that we, we give a disclaimer to everybody who's listening. We are volunteers with Better Investing, Ioni and I, and we're not making any stock recommendations. We're not stockbrokers. We're not day traders. We're not time in the market. And so we're sharing investing stories. We're not recommending any kind of stock picks or buys. We don't do that. So I just want to just make sure that all of you who are listening, whether you're volunteers with that investing or not, that you're very clear that this conversation was about a Klein educational summer, New York Stock Exchange summer program that these two young ladies we're volunteering with a group of youth and advisors. And, and so Ioni will share more about that. But I just wanted to just jump in and say that so that we have lots of people who are listening live. And then we have people who will be listening in the future at this podcast. And we would love to have you go to betterinvesting.org and learn how to become a better investor with investment education. Thank you so very much. Thank you, Ms. Ann. Um, how has investing changed your worldview of money, Michelle? I think I would say it more solidified for me that money is a tool. Um, and 
you just have to hone your skills in how to use that tool. Um, I think that's as succinctly as I, I, I could put it. That's what I've learned. It's a, it's a tool and it's a means to an end and you, get, you have to acquire the skills to learn how to use it. Um, I know that you're just starting your uh, uh, investment journey. Um, so one kind of unique question I want to ask is, um, so far, could you talk a little bit about, and I don't know if you've tried all of these methods, but could you talk a little bit about um, the impact of some of the, the methods you may be using to learn investing? Uh, is it reading books? Is it reading articles and magazines? I know you also mentioned talking to someone, listening mm -hmm. uh, to podcasts, maybe even listening to audiobooks. Could you just kind of walk us through how you are continuing to expose yourself uh, to a quality investment education? Um, I would say really just those things. And I'm sure the more we walk down the path, the more I realized that there are other avenues. And so it's understanding, I guess, where I'm at and then knowing that there's more to learn. So just being aware of that and just keep going through those cycles of listening to, like for me, I know like reading a book may not resonate. I might need to get the, um, the audio version audio of book. that too. <laughs> I'm but, the um, <laughs> but definitely I've enjoyed the podcast. I've enjoyed um, listening to YouTube videos um, and then just being open to opportunities when they present themselves to just be open-minded and again, having the conversation and exploring the options. Um, like I said, I learned a lot from the summer experience and so just recognizing that there's more to learn and just keep looking for ways to grow your knowledge because again with money being the tool I gotta keep acquiring the skills and a lot of the things are changing so and then I you know um, internet searches and some reading articles that has also helped particularly in trying to um understand how we go forward as a group because we're a large group and you know do we do an LLC do we do this um, so reading up on things like that to help get a better sense has been helpful but for me uh, I also think just talking to people because sometimes you can read something and I was like this is jargon and it doesn't make any sense to me so going to a multiple sources to try to understand a concept has been helpful to me. And that's what I would recommend. Because sometimes if you read something and it seems off-putting because it doesn't make sense, look to get the information through another medium so that you can keep chipping away and building your understanding of it. Like, don't be discouraged by it. Because sometimes, like I tell you, I've read some of the article, I've read it six times in a row. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. But then you talk it out with someone else and then you're like, oh, okay, okay, okay. And okay, what else can I pull to better understand this concept? Excellent. Um, two quick questions. One is, uh, have you signed up for your uh, Better Investing 90 Day Free Trial yet? 
I have not. Okay, so I'm sure you're going to be doing that soon. Yes. So, and I guess, yes, because I have, today was an experience with my group trying to get some things done. So for me, yes, because it'll be helpful again to get more guidance and understanding. So yes. <laughs> okay. And the second question is, I know you've been mentioning this group. Could you talk to us a little bit about what that is? Is it the core group where, you know, uh, that Christmas brunch, you all decided to get together, stay together and learn investing together? Is it, is it just a group? Are you looking to form an investment club? I mean, I'm, I'm interested to, to know. So the, the core group that was at the brunch brought it to a bigger group and then we were trying to indoctrinate, I guess, but <laughs> no, that's too much. Um, bring in other folks into it. And at this point, I think it's kind it's, I wanna say it's a lofty goal, but it's not, cause I guess you gotta go big and go bold. But what we were trying to do was to bring, um, pull together a hundred thousand to start investing in 2022. So, um, spreading that out across right now we're a group of 14 individuals and um some of us are married some of us aren't so then that was a whole thing oh, okay the couple is this couple is bringing 10,000 but I'm a single person I'm bringing only 10,000 so um that's it and it's a lot of us are just friends um and again, like I said, some of us are married. So it's us bringing our friends groups together and figuring out how we can do this. So that's our group. Um, and that's where some of the struggles is because people are at all at different parts of it. Like, I just want to put my money in the pool and then that's it. Um, and then some people have a different knowledge base in terms of their prior experience, because one of our friends that's in it is a Wharton grad and she's worked at certain companies. So she brings a, a, a specific knowledge base there, but like, she's the only one. <laughs> so it's like bringing along the group and then have it, we're all on different levels of engagement. And some people that, you know, when we have our meetings, they, they can't come at all. And again, they're just like, just tell me when to just do it for money. me. Just do it for me. Yeah. Right. Oh, so, we have it. Um, but we've talked about like initially when um, I first start with Bob and we met with him individually. Well, um, me and two of the other members and the information that he gave. And I was like, yeah, this is the way we should go. They're going to get imp the information about. An investment investment club. So, yes, an investment club and linking us with better investing. investing right. And I'm like, well, this is the way to go. They've kind of already figured it out. And so for starting out with not knowing, we should just kind of follow the roadmap. But it's hard to sometimes bring along 14 people. But um, so that's the group and that's where we're at. And I feel like I need, I'm going to be the one to go get more information from Better Investing to bring it back because I see us hitting roadblocks and kind of spinning our wheels because we don't have um, enough of the information and the skills that we need to do to get to the next, um, next stage. Level. 
And I was saying to one of them today, I was like, well, we got to crawl before we can run. Because, you know, we're talking about all the different things. There's stocks, there's bonds, there's, you know, everybody's all about angel investing. But when you do the research on it, you can't just jump into angel investor. You have to be an accredited investor. And that comes with all these other things. And they're regulatory. We don't meet the criteria. So it's like, we're not there yet. So we got to do something in between here and here. <laughs> so it's, again, just trying to figure that out. Yeah, I, I, I'm so glad that you shared that whole process uh, because what you just shared is the conversation that a lot of people within their friend groups are having. Mm -hmm. And number one, they may not even know the term investment club. Um, and then even beyond that, they may not even know better investing. Um, so again, you know, for anybody that's listening, uh, better investing is a national nonprofit focused on investment education. And Michelle, I, I'm going to recommend actually that um, you become a, a, a paid plus member of Better Investing First mm -hmm. and mandate that anyone interested um, in learning investing actually become an individual Better Investing member first. Because I think that like where you are you're so ripe for, um, like you said, the next step and wanting to make sure that you are in touch with quality information. And mm -hmm. a lot of it is starting with the basic foundation of what is investing. You know, right. people are talking about investing, but they don't know what goes into investing. And uh, probably your war and grad friend is the only one that even knows that you're supposed to be looking at financial statements before you make an investment, you know? Right. So, um, so yeah, I would definitely recommend number one, becoming a better investing member. And number two, um, visiting some of our model investment clubs. Uh, the South Florida chapter has a model investment club meeting September 18th that you can visit. Uh, the North Florida chapter uh, model Space Coast model investment club meets every uh, first Monday of the month. And uh, I mean, I'll send you a schedule of like a whole calendar of events, any better investing chapter, any day of the week um, is, is going to have some type of uh, model club that you can visit mm -hmm. or educational workshop that you can attend. And I would say definitely just kind of start making a commitment to learning and in, in in the form of just attending you know attending listening asking questions in the chat uh because there is another way i mean i have never heard a group that said uh oh we try to raise a hundred thousand dollars like up close i mean most of the investment clubs we've had on the show you know they say we got together started learning together and was only putting in 25 dollars a month you know, um, and so again, I'm so glad that that the conversation went here because I do think that, you know, with all of the uh, exposure to investing that's out there and the early investing and the angel investing, people really don't know where they stand. They know they want more, they wanna do more, they wanna learn, but they have yet to find what's gonna work best for them. Um, yeah, so again, I encourage you um, to join the Better Investing family. And um, I think that, you know, within a year's time, you'll definitely find your footing and be able to um, 
you know, better lead your group <laughs> as you all continue to form. So, uh, so with that, Miss Ann, uh, turn it over to you. My heart goes out to you in many prayers, Michelle. Uh, getting together like minds and like spirits with money and talking about that amount of money. Uh, Ioni just gave you some valuable information. And I, I would say that comes from many years of experiencing what works and what does not work. And I, I want to just read uh, a comment in the chat from Bob Wynn that just chimed in. And he basically said that uh, Climb will follow up with you uh, to get help you help you get going with your group. And of course, he wanted us to know that he's double tasking on a Zoom with his first investment club that he started in 1987. And their treasurer just reported tonight that their portfolio is now at $951,000. And I, I'm sure that they don't invest more than $100 a month. I think they invest uh, between $24 and $40 a month. But again, the club's been in existence for 34 years and they have taken out in excess of $300,000 over that time to, um, to members who you know, did partial withdrawals or full withdrawals. So, so you're in an excellent place. And so we wanted to uh, thank you for coming on, but also encourage you that better investing is, is really a lifetime uh, community of like-minded and like-spirited individuals, like all of us that's on this, many of us, not all of us, that's on this Zoom tonight and many people who are listening in. But I also wanted to invite you and remind all of our listeners, please join us at the Bink Annual Conference that's going to be held in Dallas, Texas on October the 21st through the 24th. And you can register at the Bed Investing website. And also, in addition to that, we are hosting what we're calling our Financial Empowerment Seminar, and it is free. The Bed Investing Bank Seminar is not free, so let's make sure you understand that so you can register. But the Better Investing Financial Empowerment Seminar is free, and the details are here. That's on October 23rd, 2021, which is a Saturday, and we will be there from 7.30 to about 3, wrapping up at about 3.30, and we have a phenomenal program planned. But it's all about investment education. We have a number of different presenters that will be presenting that night. And we want to continue to thank uh, all of our um, volunteers that come on. Actually, Dan Harder uh, also made a comment and he said he's also available to help with any questions regarding the treasurer responsibility when you get your club started. And Ann Newman uh, always has some phenomenal comments. We also, for those of you that are coming on even even a little late, we'd like to challenge you every week. Share at least one thing you, you plan to do between now and next week. Let us hold you accountable for at least one activity uh, that you're going to do. And it could be something as simple as taking a white envelope and putting $5 in it. And at some point, you're going to save that money. When you get $20, $25, you may be invested. Or, you know, like our, our guest tonight, 
is saying she's going to start an investment club. Whatever it is, share with us one, one, one activity that you are interested in. And I did take some notes, uh, Michelle. So if I can just share a couple, you mind? No, not at all. Okay. All right. Uh, one thing that was very inspiring for me that you said, and that was money is a tool. Use it and, um, uh, and, and grow your skills. I thought that was very, I'm a contractor by profession. So I took that to heart. So now I have to make sure that I put some money in my toolbox and make sure I use it also as guy on here. <laughs> and, use it, and use it as a tool. And the other one which you, you shared and we, we really don't think about it and that really is Google. Google really is a really good tool and it will lead you to um, videos, books and every kind of possible research you could look for. And I'd like to share one more and that is the Ben Investing website. It has a phenomenal amount of information for just researching, like Ionic said. So we want to go ahead and prepare to wrap up, but we would like to have you share any last thoughts or comments before we wrap up. Michelle. Just go ahead and get out there and do it and learn as much as you can. And thank you guys for the opportunities to share my story. Well, Thank you, Michelle, because, yeah, I, I think that your story is, uh, was really unique and so glad that you said yes to being on the show, um, because, again, you know, we're trying to showcase many different perspectives and different um, points in people's uh, investment journey. And so thank you so much for being willing to share, uh, especially at this particular point in time and being vulnerable enough to, to, um, to give us a peek of, you know, what you are doing, what you're building, how you're working with your, um, your friends to really build wealth for your family and your community. I, you know, I just want to just remind everybody, we did have some people that came on just a little late and just want to remind them, Ioni, that we're talking uh, tonight on our hashtag My Investing Story with Michelle Strader. And she's originally from Guyana and she's worked in DC public schools and at Hartford Public Schools. And she's, she currently works and lives in, um, huh, that's Connecticut CT, uh, works at Goodwin University as a senior grants officer and serves on the board. Uh, as a board member of Dignity Grows, a not-for-profit in Connecticut. So I just wanted to share that because we did have some people that just recently came on. And Michelle, like Ioni said, your story is, is so um, inspiring as a new Better Investing member. So as we wrap up, if you'd like to share with us your one action you're planning on taking this week. Joining Better Investing. <laughs> so that I can sharpen those skills. Yes, well, Ioni gave you a lot of good information to be quite honest. Many of us, um, like she said, are in clubs or even if it's just a model club and what you may wanna consider doing is getting together with Ioni offline because she has mastered a number of things. And one of the most recent things that she's mastering is uh, being president of our local model investment club. And as her mom, I will tell you, she gives me no grace no mercy just like everybody else we must do our homework or get out and so 
Yes, I said, oh, the world knows. Yes, but but to be quite honest, it is what I think is one of the best experiences you will have, uh, especially with lifelong friends. But I will also share with you, don't drag or pull people. Don't drag them, don't pull them. (laughs) Cut quickly, uh, cut quickly. Once, measure, measure twice, cut once. Measure twice. Come on, guys. We're in construction. Measure twice. Yeah, once. once. I'm familiar with the term. (laughs) The same. And let them let them uh, become involved with better investing, and let them qualify to be a part of your investment club. They need to qualify. Let them catch up later. Yes, they can catch you later uh, when you open the group up again. And so if we can say anything in the spirit of love as volunteers, and I know many of the volunteers are sitting in the audience and they're listening and they're shaking their head because many of us had to learn the hard way because once mm-hmm. you let them in, you cannot get them out. I don't care what your bylaws say. You, you know, you want peace and understanding. And so just follow the better investing guidelines. And there's a lot of information um, inside the better investing website. So we're going to go ahead and Thank everybody for joining. And we want to thank you for coming on and sharing your phenomenal hashtag my investing story. And so with that, Ioni, if you have anything else other than that. Thank you. All right. Thank all you. Right. Everybody. All right. Good, Good night. night. Thank Good night. you.